KCLR Live Sport. The Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Quarterfinals. Dixborough versus Mullinavat. With thanks to Ormond Tax Advisors, helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st. See ormondtax.ie. Yes, thanks very much, Amy and Carl. You're very welcome along to UPMC Nolan Park for today's St. Canis' Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship quarter-final clash between Dixborough and Mullinavat. Today's game, of course, is brought to you with thanks to Ormond Tax Advisors, helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st. See ormondtax.ie. I am joined by Aidan Taggy Fogarty. Taggy, uh, two teams that have had a relatively good campaign to date in form coming into this one. How do you see it going? Yeah, um, look, obviously the Borough in uh, the Shield final there last weekend. And I suppose the big thing for me is a Shield final is kind of like a league game at the end of the league. Uh, you wonder how much uh, emphasis to put onto it. Um, so they have to be tested in championship, I suppose, this Borough. Mullinavat coming in last weekend after a, a brilliant victory. Uh, a one-point win over Lachlan Gales. So I suppose that they've been championship tested and going into a match like this, I feel, you know, if you have a championship match underneath your belt and a win, straight away the whole thing can come together. You know, I often say, geez, if you get a one win, uh, one win in the championship, it can all just steamroll. And I feel Mullinavat probably have, you know, that match underneath their belts, so they know what championship is all about. Borough coming in. Now, they're obviously a, 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 a seasoned side, so they know what to expect. But... Apparently, all last weekend they were kind of flat in the first half, and that's that's the worry. Will they turn up kind of flat, and will Mullinavat hit them the first 10 15 minutes with that intensity of championship? That is the worry, of course. Ronavine just around the corner. I'll go through the teams just before then. Uh, for Dixburg, there is one. Well, Ronavine is coming right now, so we'll take and then I'll go through the teams. Yes, they're on the bean here at UPMC Nolan Park ahead of the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship quarter-final meeting between Dixborough Shield runners-up last weekend, of course, against Clara and Mullinavat, who defeated O'Loughlin's by a single point on the scoreline of 3-9 to 1-14 in Ballyhale last weekend in the first round of the championship. That's how both teams have progressed to this stage so far, and Conor Everard, today's referee, is just about to throw the ball in. I will run through the teams very quickly. One change for Dixborough. Dara Hulan is in goal. Niall Rowe, Evan Cody and Alan Fienland is the full back line. Ollie Walsh, Killian Buckley, Park, Mylan and Thomas Kenny make up as far as the midfield. But on Fenley, Lee Moore, Bill Sheen is today's captain. Aidan Nolan, half forward line and the full forward line. Timmy Clifford is in for Harry Sheen, a corner forward. Mark Nolan and, and Andy Gaffney make up the rest of that full forward line. Connor Everett just about throws the ball in here. Now I'll go through the Mullinavat team as I can, but Dixborough coming forward straight away. Looking in side to Mark Nolan 
Nolan captain to under 21 success last year in the county championship Nolan gets his hand on the ball and there may be half a goal chance in here already with less than a minute gone he plays it inside there is a strike on goal and it's straight into the back of the net Timmy Clifford I believe that was number 18 brilliant play from Mark Nolan he hand passes straight off the Clifford he fired right past Sean Fitzpatrick and won the back goal the perfect start for Michael Walsh's Dixborough side one goal to no score Taggy Vogarty what a start from the Borough yeah like a brilliant start uh, to be fair Tom Aylward a bit ball watching there and uh, Mark Nolan rounded him and uh, straight away a brilliant hand pass to Timmy Clifford and buried it to the top corner of the net a brilliant start for the Borough yeah absolutely no chance for Dara Hulan in that goal Hulan with the resulting puck out but there was a shove in the back by him on the back forward so it'll be a free for Dixborough coming out with number 7 Park Minel again another successful captain this time of the Kilkenny under 20 side this year Derek Lings Kilkenny under 20 side winning the All-Ireland by a single point against Limerick in Turles he goes long inside looking for Mark Nolan in the full forward line who's this going to fall to Mullivat brilliant catch and they come out with the ball to their left wing back today Park Gan Gan goes long Mullivat looking to get their hands on the ball now for the first time it's John Walsh or it's rather it's their corner forward German Owen German Owen run through on goal he's a strike brilliant save from Dara Houlihan a big goal scoring chance there for Dixborough but Park Gang could not or German Owen rather could not get into the back of the net and Dixborough come out with the ball it remains a goal to no score so far brilliant blocking really intense start to this game Mullivat looking to get their hands on the ball now trying to work a score their first score of the game they're coming through their midfield and it fires out to their left half forward for today that is Ian Dungan joint captain also Ian looked to play a short pass but it didn't come out well Timmy Clifford with an excellent hook and Dixborough can relieve the pressure they go long again inside looking for Andy Gaffney can he get his hand on the ball he's running through again there may be half a goal scoring opportunity on now also it's Aidan Nolan rather Nolan right across the face of the goal but he had gone out of play beforehand so no score big goal scoring chance there from on the Vataghi a rip roaring start to this one yeah absolutely yeah great start uh, Jeremy Nolan to be fair in my opinion should have buried it uh, you know he rounded his man he had the strike he played at a lovely level just just kind of hip level and a uh, brilliant save to be fair now by Dara Hulan, but should have put it to the ground and should have been a goal yeah it was a good high for Hulan, but an excellent save nevertheless bit of a tussle now on the Dixborough 45 looking to get their ball into the hand are both sides but it's on the play could be a throw ball here but the Borough do come out with it through their cornerback and they hit it into play again it's Mark Nolan causing a bit of havoc early doors here there's a breaking ball though now can Bill Sheen get his hands on it the centre forward for Dixborough he's running at the defence going to use that pace now he's renowned for comes back outside who has he found he's found a right half forward Lee Moore Moore disposes of the ball and they look to relieve a bit of the pressure but Mullivac come out with it through their centre back Michael Malone Malone powering through the Dixborough back line he finds his centre forward Willie O'Dwyer today Willie of course with a great career in a Kenny jersey and a Mullinavat jersey also he finds John Walsh but Walsh mishits it and it goes straight into the hands of Dara Houlihan who deals with it quite well Houlihan comes out with it and finds his left half back Park Mylan Mylan can look up has a bit of time but Mullinavat put pressure on again and a really intense start to this game from both sides not a, quite a lot of scores since that opening goal from Timmy Clifford but really good hurling so far and Dixborough come out with it through their midfielder today Thomas Kenny Kenny looks inside again that seems to be applied for them it's Timmy Clifford he gets his hand on the ball he turns and he puts that straight over the bar a really good score there from I believe it was Timmy Clifford but no it was rather it was the corner forward Andy Gaffney Gaffney done really well there out in front of his man got the ball in his hand and over the bar tagging a good score yeah brilliant score as you said yourself Robbie really intense start here no one has time on the ball at all but great delivery to that full forward line for the Borough and a great score by Andy Gaffney into the first touch into the hand and bang over the bar 1-1 one, one, or 1-1 one, one coming from that full forward line yeah Sean Fitzpatrick with the long puck out but the Borough get their hands on it again 
Dara Hulan in the goal for Dixborough today, Sean Fitzpatrick in the goal for Mullinavat. The rest of the Mullinavat team reads George O'Connor, Tom Edward, and Simon Edward at the full back line. Rob Malone, Michael Malone, and Park Gain are the half back line. Park Dempsey, joint captain, and Brian Phelan are the midfield duo with Adam Mansfield, Willie O'Dwyer, and Ian Dungan, the other joint captain, the half forward line. And number 13 is Jeremy Malone, number 14 is Liam Fenley, and number 15 is John Walsh. Just as I speak, it is Jeremy Malone who gets his hands on the ball. He had a goal scoring opportunity and a point scoring opportunity there, but a miss hit gone wide another good chance gone a big in there Taggy yeah no they're after missing one too Mullen have had a fairly effort they're not on the scoreboard yet five minutes gone uh, but they're getting on the ball but that finishing touch from German Owen has not been there and John Wilde dropped the shot as well they need them to be going over the bar yeah, missed opportunities in the early stages of this one from Mullen and Dixborough again looking to put some pressure on in the four lanes. Mark Nolan, he's had a busy start to this game, supplying ball. He finds Thomas Kenny in the Dixborough midfield who hands it off to the right half forward, Liam Moore. Moore is a strike, but it's well blocked by the recovering Mullen and defender, and they can come out with the ball. They do drive it up the pitch now. Can they get their hands on the ball and find their first score of the game? John Walsh looks to get it, but he can't, and it is coming out again through Park Milan, the Dixborough half back. Borough looking to use their short play now. They have gone in to the full forward line early, but not this time. They decide to use a short ball, and again, this time they do go in. I believe it's Gaffney looking to get his hands on the ball now. He turns Gaffney with one score already. Bit easy there from the Mullen of defence, and Andy Gaffney with loads of space and time slots that straight between the posts. He's not going to miss that. Gaffney with two from play. Dixborough 1 2 to no score up. Taggy loose defending there. Yeah, very loose defending. A, a brilliant ball. Very hard to defend against the ball. A brilliant ball in. Uh, but Tom Edward again uh, just, just, just caught ball watching again, and the full forward line are switching positions. Uh, real havoc in there and that's where the danger seems to be coming from yeah Sean Fitzpatrick's puck out not successful again because the Borough are winning everything around the middle third of the pitch so far they go through the hand passing phase it's Bill Sheehan he can turn look up he goes into the full forward line again it's Gaffney can Gaffney get his hand on the ball be interesting to see what happens here will he have another pop of it he does this is looking for his third score of the game and that is a brilliantly executed shot from Andy Gaffney three points for him one three for Dixborough they lead by six points six minutes gone at UPMC Nolan Park Carvin Coffey the last couple of scores Taggy Carvin Coffey yeah brilliant ball in bounce in front of him lovely height but still I think the, the full back line of George O'Connor Tom Aylward and Simon Aylward they're standing off their men a little bit much they're giving that them two or three yards and then boys won't miss when they have a chance and opportunity of a pint yeah Dixborough with some brilliant shooting so far Mullinavat on the contrary have missed some really good opportunities and Taggy said missed 1-2 already and that could be the winner losing of the game a really strong start in the opening seven minutes here from Michael Walsh's men Mullinavat looking to get their first score again but it's a miss hit that drops straight into the hands of Dara Hulan. that really is criminal shooting from the Mullinavat men because Dixborough can come straight out with the ball again and their use of it has been really excellent today it's Tom Kenny the midfield man he can look up and shoot again not much pressure put on him has Tom found his first score in the game he hasn't it's just, just gone to the right and wide but that all sent from a poor shot again thank you. yeah poor shot again miss it again but Mullinavat but uh, you just mentioned there Robbie they're used to the ball Dixborough they're finding their men and Mullinavat are chasing their tails just slightly yeah Mullinavat now looking again they go along but to no avail at all because Dixborough can pick it up and then it's Hulan he's been a busy man so far he goes short again it's really good pass out to Tom Kenny who bounces off a Mullinavat man and Dixborough come out with it through Killian Buckley Buckley plays it in Mark Nolan can't get his hands on the ball this time and Mullinavat can come out with it through their fullback Tom Aylward Aylward looks up plays a short pass Mullinavat now trying to play some short passes of their own to get into the game it's their midfielder Park Dempsey joint captain looking to lead the charge now for the Southern Club as they try to get their first score of today's quarter final they go long inside can they get their hands on the ball I believe they haven't got their hands on the ball it was John Walsh there who excellent caught or German Malone again the corner forward who caught it brilliantly and it is a free in for Munlevat 
and a free taker like John Walsh should be slotting this straight over the bar on the 20 meter line shooting from right to left today into the town in Dixborough from left to right uh, they need a score tagging and yeah, presume John Walsh will put it over there's 8 minutes gone one treat no score they need this uh, point uh, by uh, John Walsh and they need the need likes of German Owen John Walsh they need William Dwyer Ian Duggan especially had a great game the last day they need these guys getting on the ball and, and, and threatening the, the Borough defence but so far the Borough they're used to the ball way better you know they're finding their men uh, a bit kind of uh, I suppose old school style maybe just hitting and kind of hope at the minute yeah certainly John Walsh did slot that free over the bar so the gap is now five points between the sides one three to one point in favour of Dixborough Mullinavat now win the Dixborough puck out and they look for a short pass in again can they have a success to Dixborough the Mullinavat man has lost his hurl was that a shove in the back referee Conor Everett says no so the play continues was that another shove in the back referee Conor Everett says no again so there will be a little tussle for the ball just around the Dixborough 45 metre line has anyone got the ball in their hands it seems like one of them that could be a throw ball here if no one does Everett has the whistle to his mouth and he does blow it because he's going to give a throw ball here no one could get the ball into their hands um, 8 minutes 9 minutes gone here at UPMC Northern Park it is 1-3 to 1 point today's game is brought to you with thanks to Armand Tax Advisors helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st see Armand Tax Advisors armandtax.ie a ball gone in and wide there from Mullinavat as I was speaking so hook out for Dara Houlihan yeah poor wide again Robbie you know John Walsh should be putting them over the bar really and, 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 and wide again then they're going to need these scores yeah they certainly are five points is the gap so far Dixborough look to go in long again can anyone get their ball hand on the ball it's Mark Nolan who has again he's been busy he plays it in through there's a strike on goal but a brilliant block there I think it was Lee Moore running through on goal and a big chance for a goal for the town club but they couldn't get it Mark Nolan causing havoc in that full forward line so far no score of his own but certainly the creator in chief to date for Michael Walsh's team Dixborough now looking to utilise the ball again they go down the line it's their number 12 Aiden Nolan can Nolan look up and have a strike Nolan does have a strike that one looks like it's just not going to have enough legs on this. A bit of a dangerous, dangerous one, but Sean Fitzpatrick dealt with it well. And Mullinava can come out with the ball. Plenty of space and time now to look up and find his man. It's John Walsh, who he is looking for. Walsh with one free so far. Who's picked that ball up? Was it German Owen? Mullinava looking for a free in, but it seemed like a soft one. And Dixborough have it in their hands again. They go along looking for that full forward line that has been really good so far. But that's a brilliant catch from Rob Malone. And Malone was fouled on his way out, and Mullinava can relieve some pressure of their own um, Taggy what do you make of the start yeah no look brilliant start uh, look the intensity was there for the first couple of minutes five ten minutes really good intensity the borough just making more use of the ball um, taking their scores when they're on like it could be easily a draw game but just the bad ways by Mullinavat so far yeah bad ways by Mullinavat it's the full back Tom Aylward now is going to go for a long free that won't be going over the bar but it's a dangerous ball dropping in around the edge of the square but again the Borough come out with it Mullinavat not able to hold uh, the ball inside in the forward line and it will come out through number 9 Owen Finley for Dixborough today was that a hit it was on Bill Sheen a big tackle a frontal charge there says referee Connor Everard Connor Everard and that will be a free in for Dixborough first chance for Andy Gaffney to get a score from a placed ball but I believe that's going to be a yellow card not sure who what, who it was but it seemed like a very obvious foul there yeah no, it was an obvious foul the number five there it was uh, Rob Malone, Rob Malone yeah. uh, now he, he ran into him but he, he still his ground but definitely he went to he went to give him a hard shoulder but that, that's one thing I'm looking at out there uh, the size and physicality of Mullinavat they're, they're big strong men and the Borough are slightly lighter but they're, they're very mobile so two contrasting styles I think the Borough like to run the ball you know pace uh, running through the lanes I think Mullinavat are more kind of if they bring it into a dogfight you really fancy Mullinavat but to keep it spread the Borough look more livelier team they certainly do there's just a break in play now 
at the moment because Bill Sheen is down getting some treatment from the Dixborough medical side. That's just a good chance to bring you to update on yesterday's games, of course. James Stevens defeating Bennis Bridge by 120 to 115 in UPMC Nolan Park. And the first game of that doubleheader that took place in the home of Kilkenny GA was between Tullerone League Champions this year, of course, and Arizona. And Tullerone ran out three point winners there, 18 points to 15. We brought you both games live on KCLR, bringing you today's game live. And we were, of course, supposed to bring. Pally Hills, Sharmox versus Clara just after this game with Ron, Adrian, Ronnie, Ronan and Taggy in the commentary seat but that game has been postponed due to a bereavement in the Sharmox. We wish them nothing but the best and the game has been rearranged for next weekend with live commentary. Coming up on KCLR, Gaffney now has a chance to make it a six-point game once more. The freeze just between the halfway line and the Mullen of at 65 on the far side of the pitch here. So just a slight angle for Andy Gaffney. He will probably fancy himself a free taker of his calibre. Yeah, I think most uh, guys these days, uh, you know, always kind of fancy themselves. It's worse the sides it is, but um, that looks to be good. Yeah, yeah that's gone in and over the bar from Gaffney. So no commentators curse there for the corner forward. He gets his four point of the game and his first from a free. The score is Dixborough at 1-4, Mullinavat 1 points, 13 minutes gone here at Nolan Park. The poke out comes out from Sean Fitzpatrick and someone, looks like he has the ball in his hand, but who is it? I think it's a Dixborough player, no, there's a scuffle for possession. Again, just around between the 65 and the 45 of Dixborough. Can anyone get the ball in their hand? Seems to be a lot of these in the early exchanges of this game where a, a plethora of players really are trying to get yeah. uh, getting on but again it's going to be another throw ball says referee bit scrappy Connor there, two, bit scrappy there yeah. bit scrappy I suppose we want to see a bit more of a fluent game than this but nevertheless that is what is in front of us at the moment Mullinavat do they have it no it's not it's a Dixborough man and it will be a free out I think it was gathered there by the cornerback Alan Field and Conor Everard the judge that he was fouled and it will be a free for last weekend Shields runners up they lost to Clara of course um, by two points I believe it was a comeback victory um, for Clara there so congratulations to them Gaffney now with a free between his own 65 and 45 this a lot more difficult than the one that he just got there a couple of minutes ago he is lining it up serious distance on yeah, this yeah it's be a serious score if he got this the wind is slightly with him alright to be fair yeah the flag blowing here in front of us slightly with Andy Gaffney he lifts and strikes certainly going to have enough legs does he have the accuracy of yeah, course he does score, brilliant yeah. score from Andy Gaffney he really is as Taggy says one of just a really good free taker as are all the club free takers it must be said today John Walsh on the opposing side um, you can't give these lads chances anymore Taggy no absolutely you? not No, and look in a club scene if you have a scoring forward and a great free taker it's nearly half the battle Robbie yeah. getting over these matches a lot of the time yeah Mundavat now have picked up the second ball from the puck out it is their midfielder number 8 Park Dempsey with the strike and that's a brilliant score from Dempsey straight between the posts desperately needed from Mundavat back to a 6 point game Dixborough 1-5 Mundavat 2 points brilliant score there from the Fielder MC. Yeah, absolutely. And, and badly needed, I just suggested already. And he was over in the far sideline, a couple of lads around him over the shoulder and pinged it over the bar. Brilliant score. Yeah, brilliant score. Mullinavat again gather possession. They look up and go along, as Taggy suggested, more of a direct route for the Mullinavat side today. Can they get their ball, hand on the ball? They can't. And Dixborough come out with it through their midfielder, Tom Kenny. Kenny looks up, plays a short pass to Bill Sheen. Can Sheen get his first score of the game? He's looking up, he's striking off that left side, the far side of the pitch. Has that gone in and over the bar? It hasn't. It's just gone to the left and wide so it remains a six point game 15 minutes gone a quick puck out from Shaw Patrick, and that's straight in on top of the Mullen of Apple forward line but again who's going to get their hands on the ball it looked like it was Dixborough 
but there is a bit of a break now and it looks like it may well be Jer Malone. Malone turns, strikes, can he get it in and over the bar? He can, brilliant score from Jer Malone, the right corner forward, missed a couple in the early parts of this game but he certainly didn't miss that one, a good score and won the bat, make it a five point game, one point to three points, good score there. Yeah, great score, yeah, and that's definitely the play I think by one of the they're definitely trying to play that full forward line and they need the likes of Jer Malone, as I said already, Lee Fenley hasn't really touched the ball yet either, they need them guys on the ball but that's the route they're going, route one down to full forward line. Yeah, just as Taggy was speaking, Park Dempsey with another chance to double his tally, but that went to the left and wide. So disappointing shooting there from the Mullinavat giant captain. A good chance to get a third point in a row. There was a strike here, and there seems to be a lot going on. Bill Sheehan is down. What has he's happened? He's on it, and uh, the man that's there now is Rob Malone, and he's on a yellow already for that for that other tackle. And Bill Sheehan has gone down. I didn't see what happened, Robbie. I don't know. No, and now there's a serious fight in the middle of the pitch where the medical team yeah, are treating Bill Sheehan. Not nice to see these teams. Don't know what exactly what has happened at all. Referee Conor Everett had actually gone inside to deal with something happening in the Mullinavat full back line, but there is a bit of a brawl now, for want of a better word. A, a melee, um, I think. A melee is, is the right is word, a technical I think, term, Yes, Robbie. the, 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 the uh, PC term, as they yeah, say. Yeah. But uh, not sure what happened there at all, Taggy. No, it's I all gone off. Uh, Bill Sheen went down there was a roar from the crowd I didn't see it uh, he, he's still down on the ground they're having a look at him um, Rob Malone was standing there just right beside him and I don't know I, I don't know what happened Conor Everett was going in to talk to the linesmen and next thing it all kind of kicked off in, in the middle third and they're all kind of handbag spots and shoving and pushing handbags, maybe there was yes. nothing struck really not, not major in it to be fair but I think uh, the selectors coming on from Mullivat and just telling them to calm down and small vision not major with the handbags taggy, but there could be a serious could be carry coming for Rob there, Malone if there here. Was something seen, if there was a strike off the ball, it could be a, um, a, a, another yellow card. It could be a straight red. We don't know. Uh, Conor Rivers going in to have a chat there now to the linesman. Yeah. As we said, uh, I didn't see it. Um, and if they didn't see it, they can't give out cards. No, of be, course they can't. But fair, if so. someone did see this, I mean, um, uh, presumably Bill Sheen just didn't fall down on the floor. Something must have happened. And as you suggested, uh, the reaction of the crowd would tell you that um, there was something going on. But um, whether it was enough to warrant a yellow card for Rob Malone, who was already on a yellow after a foul on Shield, we'll wait to see. Yeah, Everard now he's after speaking to his umpires. Um, he's going back out but looks at the boy he's going to puck it down in front of him so they could have been just pushing and shoving a bit and yeah, Connor is just playing on yeah doesn't seem to be much in that at yeah. all going to play on there'll be no red card thankfully for the good of the game Absolutely. Uh, I think I must say 5 points down with 14 men would have been a serious uphill task uh, for Mullinavat so the game continues with Dara Hulan taking the puck out who's going to get it it's Timmy Clifford looking for it but it's Lee Moore now who maybe gets his hand on the ball for Dixborough but he can't Mullinavat brings some serious intensity now after a slow enough start from then they go inside through the midfielder Park Dempsey he can't find Jer Malone so it'll be a sideline ball on the far side of the pitch here in front of the Orris Grass stand at Nolan Park where the majority of today's crowd are situated and it must be said a good a good healthy crowd in for today's game an incident like that Robbie you know, could up the tempo straight away because you know straight away you're kind of taking championship you know there's no love lost you know, it's, it's do or die here and that's what it's all about that certainly is what it's all about Moore now looking to turn and get the ball into the Dixmore full forward line but he fails to do so and Mullinavac can come out with it it's Ian Dungan the giant captain he goes inside again that needs to be their play to try and get into the full forward line but to no avail this time as Dara Houlihan the Dixmore goalkeeper picks it up and again Dixmore showing their identity and their style of play by playing a short pass but they're going long to the full forward line as they've done so far Gaffney again out in front of his man loads of time and space you think he's going to put this over the bar he strikes and that has gone in and over the bar and four points from play for Andy Gaffney and all of them have been almost exactly identical yeah tagging. absolutely brilliant first touch by Gaffney you know the ball was dropping a hard one to take round knee level dropping from the sky one touch into the hand 
controlled it unbelievably. There's nothing really Tom Aylward could do now, to, to, to be fair to that, but over the shoulder and over the bar. Playing really well, four pints from play, two from freeze. He's the danger man. Yeah, he is a really good shooter. It must be said, is Andy Gaffney from freeze or from play, and he's shown that today with six points of Dick Spurs, or five points, I should say, of a, or yeah, all six points, of course. Timmy Clifford with the goal, uh, two freeze and four from play from the Dick Spurs corner forward. The game continues through Mullen of Apple. It's a poor miss hit ball, and it falls straight into the hands, or should have fell straight into the hands of midfielder uh, Owen Fenley. But Fenley dropped it, but he has picked the ball up eventually, and he finds Timmy Clifford. Clifford now can turn. Can he find the Dick Spurs man? He can. It's the other midfielder, Tom Kenny. Kenny looking for his first score of the game he strikes it has that gone in and over the bar no it's gone wide again for Tom Kenny so a chance gone a begging for Dixborough it is 1-6 to 3 points here at UPMC Nolan Park in the quarter final of the St. Kansas Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Mundava played in again looking for that full forward have they found him have they found Liam Fenley Fenley's been very quiet today but again he's going to stay quiet because Dixborough come out with it and they look for their full forward line of their own but they can't find it and some sloppy play here now at the moment can Mundava find a score they need a score you would have to say after those two consecutive points they haven't seemed to be able to kick on since then and Dixborough pick it up again they look for Gaffney inside he is the danger man and can he get his hands on the ball now it's coming out of the near side of the pitch Mullivar looking for a foul but it did seem a bit soft so Gaffney could have a chance here to get another score but he plays it right across the pitch but that finds a Mullivar man and they can come out with the ball once more can they get their head up now it is a bit of short passing from Mullinavat it's through their left half forward Ian Dungan Dungan goes inside looking for Fenley can Fenley get his hands on the ball he can't he's been quiet as I said so far but again he's not able to do much with it and Dixborough come out with the ball through their right half back Ollie Walsh today Walsh looks up it's a short game from Borough that's been to their advantage so far can they look up and find another hand pass again going to be another scruffle in the middle of the pitch for the ball who's going to get their hands on it Everard putting the whistle up to his mouth but he doesn't need to because Mullinavat have got their hands on the ball they go back to Ian Duggan Duggan having a strike here now has that gone in and over the bar it's looking very good but it's not going to have the legs and Dara Hulan is going to get his hands on the ball and the referee judges that there was a foul by Jerome Malone on the Dick Spur shot stopper and they come out with it again. The free is taken quickly by Hula. And it really is non-stop action here at Nolan Park today. Two teams playing with a high level of intensity. It must be said that maybe it was lacking uh, in last weekend's game. That myself and Taggy were on between Ballyhill, Shermox and Glenn Moore. Mullinavat now looking to get it inside. Can they find anyone? They can't. And again, you have to question maybe, is that the way to goal for them so far? They've only got three points on the board. There are 22 minutes gone at Nolan Park. So not great scoring um, for their side good win against the town club but Gaffney now turns as it, and he could have a chance of a goal here now already he comes inside finds Lee Moore can Moore get his hands on the ball he can't and it's played out for a 65 by Sean Fitzpatrick but half a goal scoring opportunity on there Gaffney causing all sorts of trouble again inside Taggy yeah all sorts of trouble like I don't know on the side he has to have a look at that uh, maybe look maybe defenders wise Tom Aylward is your full back you normally Fullbacks are your nearly one of your best hurlers in defence, and in fairness, Gaffney, he's uh, he's taking them all over the park here today. He's onto everything. He's creating everything. And the Borough looked more dangerous. A uh, couple of goal opportunities, just gonna miss a, a first touch, you know, let down by Lee Moore there. If he got it in the hand, it's probably in the back of the net. Uh, so they do look a little bit more dangerous. The Borough on the Mullen of that side. They're hitting that full forward line and they're getting nothing off uh, Niall Rowe, Evan Cody and Alan Phelan doing really well in that full back line. And the Mullinavat are kind of being sucked up the field and they're leaving then a spare defender for the Borough like Ollie Walsh and, and Killian Buckley here to just take a short hand pass and that's feeding into the way the Borough play because they're just running through the lines and they do that look, look that little bit more dangerous. They certainly do. A chance now for Andy Gaffney to get his and Dixborough seven point to the game. Timmy Clifford with the goal within less than a minute here at UPMC Nolan Park is the only other score for the town side. Gaffney now rising and striking for the 65. Can he get his seven point to the game? Of course he does. No mistake in there 
from the corner forward for Dixborough and it is 173 points. Seven points is the difference between the sides among the VAT scores. Jerry Malone and John Walsh won each for the corner forwards. Walsh's was from a free and Park Dempsey with a point. The puck out is taken by Sean Fitzpatrick and it is a brilliant catch by Jerry Malone I believe it was and they come inside now. Can anyone get their hands on the ball? This is John Walsh here looking to turn. Can he get his eye on goal and maybe play a pass but he plays a pass rather to the left half back. Park game, game running at the Dixborough full back line. Maybe a goal scoring opportunity on here. It's a strike in from German Malone, but a brilliant block by the recovery Dixborough defender. I think it was full back Evan Cody there because there was a goal written all over that chance from one in the back. But the Borough come out with it again. Mark Nolan looking to get his hand on the ball. He's been dangerous in the full forward line without getting the score of his own so far. Certainly been a really good target man and he's won a sideline ball on the one in the back. 45 for Michael Walsh's men. Taggy, how would you stop the way? Dixborough are using their full forward at the moment because Gaffney in particular has been out in front so much space and time he's going to kill you every single yeah, time yeah absolutely look I think it's the delivery really like it's the forwards of Mullinavat have to really up their work rate and shut down the delivery from the half back line because in fairness if you're getting the quality ball into full forward line it's very hard to mark in general you know, and they're getting great ball in so it's delivery that needs to be shut down down the field yeah brilliant chance there for a point for Mark Nolan but he actually hit off the post and there was no Dixborough forward in on it would have been a goal scoring opportunity if they had been but it's not and it will be a free out for Mullinavat it'll be Sean Fitzpatrick that'll take this free out the Mullinavat goalkeeper very low scoring like three points from Mullinavat in 25 minutes of hurling that's not a good showing you know it's only uh, two points from play Park Dempsey and German owner just said yourself you know so that, that, that tells a lot of the story certainly does Dixborough now looking up can they their short passing game again is working really really well seems to be a substitute on for Dixborough actually number 17 today Evan Carroll didn't see who he came on for actually but there was a sub Bill Sheen now works it out to Lee Moore Moore looking for his first score of the game and that has gone in and over the bar a really good score from the Dixborough right half forward and it is Dixborough 1-8 Mullinavat 3 points and as you said Taggy I mean again another example of Dixborough using the ball well but one of that three points is yeah no look terrible to be fair the, the Borough are, are I won't say by far the better team but they're definitely the better team uh, and their use of the ball is way better one of that are just kind of going down the middle and it's not happening for them and the full back line are playing really well for Dixborough and Mullinavat are getting nothing from it yeah it is that um, Timmy Clifford now coming out with it. it's a strike it's actually Clifford who picked the ball up off Evan Carroll and has Clifford put that in and over the bar of course he has a brilliant score from a very very talented young man one goal and one point for him now and the gap is nine points and if Dixborough continue this charge until half time there's 26 minutes gone at Nolan Park you would wonder will they be out of sight by half time Taggy? yeah absolutely look the Borough dictating this game um, you know I think Mullinavat kind reacting to the Borough's game like they, they make the hand pass and then the, uh, the Mullinavac go to make a hook and they're just playing second fiddle they certainly are playing second fiddle again from the puck out because Dixborough come out with it through power Milan Milan cannot find a fella in a maroon jersey so um, Dixborough will pick it up it's, it's it. Mark Nolan now again very busy first half for the Dixborough full forward he looks up again has a really good pass out to the right half back Ollie Walsh Walsh looks up and looks to find a Dixborough man but he can't couldn't find just over the head of Bill Sheen and Mullinavac come out again plenty of time for the full back Tom Aylward to go and he goes in long once more can anyone get their hands on the ball they can't Dixborough seem to be cleaning up every single long ball 2v1 inside there the whole time because the half hour line have pushed up yeah very strange altogether it must be said from Mullinavac and really these tactics are not doing much for them but they play it short this time to John Walsh Walsh looks up where is that ball heading? It's certainly not going over the bar, but there might be a goal scoring opportunity on now for full forward. Liam Fenley. Fenley has his hands on the ball. Did Evan Cody deal with it? 
well the referee Conor Everett says he didn't deal with it in a legal way and it will be a free in for John Walsh and Mullinavat and a chance to reduce the deficit one more or once more I should say rather um, Taggy what did you make it out short passing here and then a long ball yeah look it's just a long ball again to, to, to the square really and to be fair to Liam Fenley he held it up well uh, it was going around Evan Cody and uh, it looked pretty soft enough to be fair but uh, it, looked, it probably was a free and uh, it's a free in for, for Walsh which you'd imagine he put over the bars and one of that man here uh, down injured on, on the sideline there the physio's over to him there I can't see the number but it's, uh, it seems to be number seven, number seven par again there, yeah. yeah but, um, again, it's down injured. It seems to be a head injury, is it, Taggy? Yeah, doing the, they're, they're the doing the protocol, protocol, there. protocol there again, yeah. Um, it looks, looks alright, I'd say alright, to be fair. But um, yeah, look, one of that, just a bit static, just a bit, um, you know, they're, they're just one game plan down the middle, and the Borough are just um, playing that little bit of better ball work. Their movement's better, they're quicker, they're sharper, they're taking their scores. And look, the 28 minutes gone, 1 9 from the Borough, only three points. Uh, from Mullen Levat, I don't two of them from play. Um, you know, it, it's it's poor from the forward line. Yeah, it really is. But a chance now for corner forward John Walsh to put it in over the bar on the 20 metre line, and he's not going to make any mistake with that. Doubles the tally for today's game. Two points for John Walsh, four points in total for Mullen Levat, and it is one nine to four points in favour of Dixborough. Darhulan again goes short with the puck out. Very loose market from Mullen Levat from those puck outs, and it's been rather easy for Dixborough to come out with it they don't use the ball well this time and it is number 13 Jerry Malone dropping very deep now Malone with a strike their, their scoring hasn't been great so far and again that yeah, goes wide pot shots really you know they're not getting anything from the full forward line so they're coming out the field now and they're taking long range points and they're just driving wide and that's sucking the energy out of the, out of the game and out of Mullinavat yes an element of desperation coming into Mullinavat's play already and we're not even at the interval Dixburg again using the ball and it's been very very easy for them to use the ball and must be saying defending looking inside it's the number 12 Aiden Nolan pick it up he goes back out to Gaffney can Gaffney he goes for goal there was a point opportunity on there but he decided to go for goal it was blocked um, by the Mullinavat fullback Tom Aylward and they will come out with the ball again through their number 12 Ian Duggan Duggan looks up dropping very deep again their forwards have dropped deep that is a team of today's game so far here's another forward playing in a deeper position than usual Jer Malone Malone looks up but again because as Taggy has alluded to consistently in this game they have a spare man inside Dixborough and they can come out with this Bill Sheehan Sheen again looking to use that pace to run it to Dixborough backline. Brilliant play and a late charge on Bill Sheen there. Centre back Michael Malone and Dixborough management team and the substitute seems to get animated here. That's yeah. the third foul and a heavy foul, it must be said, on Bill Sheen. It'll yeah. be a free in. Well, Nevada hitting him hard. Bill Sheen, look, we know the pace Bill Sheen has. He's taken on his man and he was going through the going through the middle and Michael Malone wasn't going to allow that. And uh, just he, uh, he gave off the hand pass and just caught him down on the shoulder. And yeah, rightly so, uh, a free in. Uh, to, to Dixborough yeah free in for Dixborough and a chance for Andy Gaffney to get his 8th point of today's game um, Taggy if you're Adrian Burke and Mullinavat manager and part of the management team today for Mullinavat what are you saying at half time there's going to be got to be wholesale changes if there are any chance of yeah, uh, advances in the semis you know you say changes club teams are, are different uh, Robbie you know, who's, who's on the bench who can come on from Mullinavat and make a difference in terms of the style of play though Taggy yeah, no, it seems to be a bit hit and hope absolutely yeah. well the first thing is that the intensity was there for the first 5-10 minutes but it's been drawn out of it and they're really kind of ball watching um, I feel Mullinavat and they're not really the intensity is not in the full forward or the, the forwards in general and it's coming out too easy out of the borough and they're to set up the whole thing from the back line yeah Andy Gaffney did put that free over the bar it's an 8 point 
for him. Three from freeze, one from 65, and four from play, if I'm not mistaken, for the corner forward. So it is 110 to four points. The Borough again look up, and they use the like, ball so much like space. So much space it's and very time. strange to see it. Yeah, yeah. They haven't used it well this time, but I mean, it is. Like they're, they're standing and hitting the ball at the, the ball and looking up like that cannot happen. Yeah, it's something you certainly wouldn't associate with hurling, but there is a chance now for Mundevat to reduce that deficit. It's Park Dempsey again with a really good score from the field. That's a second point for him and a fifth point for Mundevat. One ten to five points. But it is very peculiar to look at Taggy. Just Mundevat standing off players. Yeah, just standing off. And I'd love to know the stats even from the puck out, from the Borough's puck out. They seem to nearly win in every ball now, and as I say it, they didn't win that one. But whenever they go short, they seem to be a loose Borough man and just nobody's near him standing off him. Yeah, it seems to be an overload every single time when Dara Hulan does go short from the puck out. He went long and they lost it this time. But again, poor use of the ball by German Owen from Mullinavat there. It's gone out for a sideline ball. Couldn't find a man in a black and white jersey. So Dixworth will have a chance to relieve the pressure. We're into the third minute of additional time at UPMC Nolan Park. Eight points between the sides. That early goal from Timmy Clifford and the resulting 10 points from Dixborough, leaving them on one goal and 10 points at Mullinavat with five points. Two from John Walsh from Freeze, two from joint captain Park Dempsey in the middle of the field and one from Jerem Malone. Was an injury early in the game to Bill Sheen, so maybe that's why we have gone deep into stoppage time. And Dixborough again with a chance to run it here. It's Lee Moore who has it in his hands. It's a brilliant game for us. A brilliant goal for Moore. Slotted it right past Sean Fitzpatrick and the Mullinavat goal, who had absolutely no hope. But Taggy, that was way too easy from a Mullinavat point of view. Absolutely way too easy. Ball dropping between Mike Malone and Lee Moore. And Mike Malone, the centre back, was out in front of Lee Moore and being a cute forward, just came in behind him, caught it straight down the middle and banged it to the back of the net. There was no stop that but way too easy for the borough to get that goal and you know you'd expect more out Michael Malone to, to stop that going down the centre yeah just a long hopeful ball in Moore caught it with ease and he slotted a straight past the helpless Fitzpatrick in the goal to make it 2-10 two five points 11 between the sides and as I speak there's going to be another opportunity for Dixborough to get on the score sheet Andy Gaffney will have a chance from a free between the 45 and 65 he is coming back out to take it already got a score from the opposite side from a similar distance earlier in the game and Gaffney's waving off any suggestions that maybe he should leave it to a Dixborough back oh, tell you, Gaffney's on farm now he wants to, he wants to go up and uh, try he put the, as far as he put a, a similar one at the far side of the field same distance uh, straight over the bar if I remember correctly he did yes between uh, the Dixborough 65 and 45 so this may well be the last play of the game and a chance to make it a 12 point deficit for Mullinavat a 12 point lead if you're a Dixborough fan Gaffney now eyeing it up big opportunity for him to get yet another score he's had an absolutely excellent first half he lifts and strikes looks like it's going to have the legs again bit of wind behind him and he makes no mistake a brilliant free from Andy Gaffney and if I'm not mistaken that is his ninth point of the game and Dixborough lead by two goals and 11 points to five points the referee Conor Everard calls for the ball and that was indeed the last play of the game a brilliant free from Andy Gaffney leaving Dixborough 2-11 to five points up nine from Gaffney as I mentioned 1-1 one, one from Timmy Clifford and 1-1 one, one from Lee Moore so only three scores for Dixborough but nevertheless they are on 2-11 for Mullinavat it's five points three scores as well Park Dempsey the giant captain with two from play from midfield another one from play from Jeremy Malone and corner forward and two frees from John Walsh that that's what. That's why there are 12 points between the sides. Taggy, it's game over, is it? Yeah, look, it's going to be very hard for Mullinavat to come back from that. It looks like to be to be game over. I just said 2-11 to 5 points, half-time. Even the energy has gone out of Mullinavat. Uh, the first 5-10 minutes, as we said, so it was a good intensity there. Uh, Mullinavat missed 1-2 in the first 5 minutes, really. Uh, and haven't even looked at scoring uh, a goal uh, since since that, really, to be fair. Um, 
Borough playing it through the lanes. They look the fitter team. They look the more mobile. They look the, they look even like the better coach team to be honest. Um, and even the even the small things like the place balls, puck outs, things that are in your control. You know the Borough are just quicker to them. Quick quick line ball. No one marking up. Um, the puck outs from um, uh, Dara Hulahan in the goal as well. Finding nearly always finding someone from a Borough perspective and unmarked and they have to look up and if they hit their full forward line you know it's just criminal in, in championship hurling uh, they'll have it all to do I think one of that will just have to come out and hit them hard and bring intensity levels and not to let them build from the back but as you said Robbie all to do two down to five points it's hard to come back from that they'll lead goals yeah, it really is astonishing to see just before we hand back to the studio um, for the half-time break, Taggy. Mullinavat with a championship game behind them last weekend and yeah. a really competitive one at that. A one-point victory over, Loch over Lachlan Gales, as we mentioned at the start of the commentary. And it just does, hasn't seemed to show on at all because the Dix this for Dixworth, this is their first championship game. We seen with Bennis Bridge yesterday what can happen when maybe you don't have a championship game behind you. But it seems to be the complete opposite today. They've just been so flat and lacking in intensity that you would associate with championship hurling. That was it, absolutely. We spoke about before the match we started. I said, look, Mullivat might probably maybe in a better position because uh, they have a championship game underneath their belt. And the flip side of that, and I know it's easy in hindsight, it's easy to say it now because it's 211 to 5 pints, but the flip side of that is you're building for the first round championship, you're playing at Lachlan's, you're, you're building, building, building for a couple of weeks, you have a really hard, tough game, win by one pint. A week later, you have another championship game. So to come off that and get, to get built up then for another championship game in seven days is a hard thing to do. But in saying that, you'd imagine with the championship uh, match underneath the belt, they would come out a little bit better than that uh, for the first 15, 20 minutes. So, look, <laughs> as I said, it's, it's easy to say that now that you're coming off a championship game and getting built up for another one. The Borough maybe taking it easy last weekend, fresher legs, you know, they knew what was coming. This was their big day today, get the win underneath their belt and drive on for the championship. So, it's a, it's a flip coin certainly is well thanks for the meantime taggy today's game of course is brought to you with thanks to Armand tax advisors helping you meet the tax return deadline on october 31st see armandtax.ie we'll be back for the second half here at upmc nolan park very shortly indeed the score is dixborough 211 mullen five points let's hope for a more competitive second half but until then it's back to you in studio shane KCLR Live Sport. The Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Quarterfinals. Dixborough versus Mullinavat. With thanks to Ormond Tax Advisors, helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st. See ormondtax.ie. Yeah, thanks very much, Shane. Welcome back to UPMC Nolan Park. The second half has just thrown in, and there was a 65 there from Mullinavat that went over the bar from John Walsh, a third for him. So the scoreboard reads 2.11 to 6 points. As we speak, there is a very scoreable free for Andy Gaffney coming up for Dixborough in front of the Mullinavat goal, which will make it a 12 point game once more and put Gaffney into double digits. Taggy, there was a goal scoring opportunity yeah. also, I should say, that came from the, the 65, did stem from that. Um, yeah, the Mullinavat could have done with it. They could have absolutely done it, yeah. And look, at what we're talking about was actually a long ball to the square and John Walsh caught it this time and he just got hooked. Uh, but a great catch and it was nearly a goal opportunity and he pulled on it and just put out over the line by Darren Hoolan to give it 65. Yeah, and Gaffney has put that free over the bar. So it's a point apiece in the second half, which means the gap is still 12 points. Dixborough 2-12. Mullinavat, 6 points. Sean Fitzpatrick now with the long puck out 
for Mundavat they are going to continue with the long ball seemingly and it maybe could come to fruition here with a big chance for John Walsh he has a strike but he completely mishit it he goes a second point and he's in the back of the net brilliant finish from the Mundavat corner forward another long ball came in it was John Walsh he had one pop at it didn't get it but the second one went right into the top corner a brilliant goal for Mundavat desperately needed in his Dixborough 2-12 Mundavat 1-6 brilliant goal there from Mundavat hanging from John Walsh absolutely brilliant goal a long ball as he said broke the half back line Brian Phelan came onto it and hand passed it out to um, to John Walsh and the first attempt was uh, was hooked or, or just blocked and he got the second attempt and absolutely rifled it to the top corner and I think Brian Phelan is down on the ground since and, and he's down injured but a great goal by John Walsh and a good start by Mullinavat you know there was two long balls to square they caught him this time in the first half they weren't getting nothing from him but this time you know John Walsh caught the first one and he got to the second one and obviously got the goal out of it so a good start by uh, by, by Mullinavat 2-12 to 1-6 but they needed that goal badly they needed it badly and the Mullinavat crowd really did respond to that goal a big cheer went up here at Nolan Park because the gap is now single digits again nine points Referee Conor River did go in to speak to his umpires there about the charge on Brian Field. And I did see John Walsh actually immediately after the goal. He was kind of quite boisterous, but then he, he signalled to the referee that something had occurred. So maybe um, Phelan was struck off the ball. Who knows? But uh, we will find out. He's currently getting treatment. Uh, today's game, of course, is brought to you with thanks to Ormond Tax Advisors, helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st. See ormondtax.e. A good time to get that in with a break in play. Phelan now has his helmet back on, and the game will resume through a Darahula hand free. Looks a bit worse for wear, but I'm sure he will continue. Done really well for that goal. It must be said. Straight away there, they seem to be pushing up on, as I said, a sharp puck out, but Mullivar are pushing up on the puck outs a bit more, so they're a bit tighter to their men. Yeah, and, and the puck out has broken down. Yeah, and Mullivar have won the ball puck out now, something that we didn't see in the first half at all. It's John Walsh looking to get it into his hand, can he? He can, because Dixborough now have regained possession through Tom Kenny in the midfield. That ball goes into the forward line, but a big hit in the middle of the pitch, and the crowd and the teams have responded to it, and Mullivar have a free for steps, and that is exactly the start Mullivar wants they're getting the crowd engaged Shaggy they've got their goal and all of a sudden this game could change very very quickly a free in now yeah absolutely yeah we were talking about what could change from one about what needs to be done and you're talking about positional changes but really what needed to happen was the intensity yeah. that hits them hard and make it hard from in the backs and straight away first couple of minutes gone that's what one are doing and they gave away that free to borrow free in from one and you can see they're, they're fired up Mullinavata obviously something was said in the dressing room they're going to hit him hard they're going to push up in their men and they're going to try to bring this into a battle yeah Owen Fenley is down there but John Walsh has a free for Mullinavata I suppose that word is key when you talk about hurling tagging I mean you can have all the game plans in the world but if there's no intensity in, yeah. uh, in playing those game plans then you don't stand a chance straight away and, and, it, and to be fair I think he came out to uh, the, the half back there pouring mine and, and he went to strike it down the field and that was the first time I've seen the, the, the forwards of Mullinavata getting a block in and making it hard for him that free has gone in and over the bar for John Walsh. A four free or three frees, 165, and a goal from the corner forward. One four in total for him, and he is leading the charge for Mundavat. Dixborough 2-12. Mundavat 1-7. The long puck out from Hulahan falls straight to the Mundavat man. It's Walsh now. Can he get his first point from play? He's looking for it. Has that gone in and over the bar? It's gone wide. And an opportunity goes a begging again. And you just feel as though if Mundavat can take those chances, they really may be higher on the comeback trail, but it wasn't to be. 
that time. Yeah, there, was a, there was a difficult chance. He was out in midfield on the run over his left-hand shoulder. It was a difficult chance to take. Yeah, it certainly was. Can't criticise him too much, of course. Long puck out now from Hula, and they seem to be mixing it up too, trying to avoid that uh, pressure that Mundavat are putting on him from the short puck outs. But it's Mundavat who have won the ball. See, we know it's a Dixborough man through the midfield, Tom Kenny. Kenny now, can he get his hands on the ball? He can. It's a bit slippery at the moment. And Mundavat will come out with it, but it will be a line ball. Both sides are looking for it, and I believe it is going to... Well, the linesman is yet to pop his flag. He's given it to Dixborough. And Mark Nolan will go across and take it. Some uh, Mundavat players are not best pleased with that decision, to no. say the least. Conor Ever going across now to talk to his linesman, I believe. Um, we could see a throw ball here. Maybe it will be uh, a sideline cut. I've often for seen starts like that. Sorry, cut, cut your I've often seen starts like to that to matches in the second half where teams come out and they're absolutely bullied. But they have to keep it going for the 30 minutes. And you know, if the Borough get a sneaky goal or get two or three points in the trot, then that's the time to keep it going, you know, rather yeah. than sucking the life out of it. Yeah, and the referee Conor Everett has overruled that decision, and it's a sideline ball, and little things like that also, Taggy, um, just go with you, and you, yeah. you just momentum. feel maybe, yeah, momentum is the core, of course, and that line ball has gone in, can one get their hands on it now, no good if they don't make use of the possession, and they haven't, because Dixborough have uh, regained possession through Bill Sheehan, Sheehan looks inside, but it's poor use of the ball, something that we didn't see in the first half from Dixborough, and it is going through, through uh, their centre-back today for... Uh, that's Michael Malone Malone goes inside who's going to get this now has he found Brian Phelan Phelan playing in midfield seems to have gone into the full forward line though at the moment looking to gather possession who can get their hands on the ball here could be key when it comes to Mundavat trying to make this comeback it's another scuffle for possession and the Borough eventually come out with the ball they're looking for a free a free has not been given so the game will continue just on the Dixborough 45 metre line again there's another kind of a tussle for possession around the midfield area and Dixborough will come out with it through their midfielder Owen Fenley yeah, big pressure being put on. They're not getting half the space that they were getting in the first half, uh, Robbie. Yeah, and Bill Sheen now looking to use that pace again. A wonderful touch from Sheen. He sent the, the, the Mundavat back the other way, and he's got his hands on the ball, and he looks inside for Andy Gaffney. Gaffney can't get it into his own hand this time. A lot tighter defending on the talented Dixborough corner forward, and it will be a free out for a foul on Gaffney, but maybe that's something that we've seen there too. Tangy, it was very easy for him to get his hands on the ball, turn, look yeah. up, and shoot in the first half. Not so much this time. Absolutely, yeah. They're all pushing up on their men, and uh, they're taking. The, the, the fight to him to pair in the first five minutes anyway in the second half they're definitely taking the fight to him and you can see Mullinavat even their confidence is up a small bit and they're going for this game they're they're going to die with their, their jerseys on if that's the case they certainly are really really impressive outfit over the years of Mullinavat being they've advanced to the quarter final stage every year since 2015 and for a club that size it must be said that's an astonishing achievement never got to a semi-final they're hoping to break that curve this time it will be a free out though for Dixborough now so maybe a chance for them to relieve some pressure free out between the Dixborough 20 metre line and the 45 and again there's another player down it seems to be a bit stop start at the moment with some injuries um, yeah. which, is, which is disappointing to see but a chance to, for us to reflect on the start of the second half Taggy I mean it was exactly what one of the needed to do and it's so strange when you see a team um, play like they did in the first half and come out they've already matched their first half yeah. score by scoring 1-2 absolutely for sure Dixborough probably came out thinking like we're going to saunter yeah. through this game and you know no one's going to hit us or not and then straight away look in the second half 1-2 one of the on the board and only a point from Dixborough so that's, that tells its own story and they've come out and as I said they hit with intensity but it's to keep it going now and against the runner play that's the big thing when it goes against them now that they don't drop their heads that they keep this level of intensity going uh, for the full 30 minutes yes that is the key thing for Mullinavat for Dixborough the key thing is to try and make use of this free it's Park Moynan on the far side of the pitch here um, with a free out for Michael Walsh's men he's going to look up taking his time over 
it must be said for uh, simple free out and he hits it and he goes in long can Dixborough make much of this seems like it's just going to fall straight to him one of the vat man it does but he couldn't get the ball in his hand so Dixborough maybe with a chance to get uh, another score on the board but they can't Bill Sheen couldn't get it into his own hands and one of the vat will come out with the ball through their full back today Tom Aylward Aylward scoops it out who has he found? Well, he's found a man in the black and white jersey. Don't know who it is, but that's not important as Ian of right Duggan, now. Yeah. Ian Duggan, Duggan with the strike. Has that gone in and over the bar? It may well have done so, but it has gone to the right and wide, unfortunately, for the left half hour from Mullinavat. And it is another wide at uh, this time from their giant captain. The short puck out this time from Darahulan, taking a quick so Mullinavat can't reset from it. But poor use of the ball yes. from Dixworth, yeah. something we didn't see in the first it's half. The pressure a button on the backs, they, they can't find the full forward line that they were as easy in the first half. Yeah, and here's Mullinavat looking for another score. Has that guy? It's gone wide again. It's a pot shot, really, from the yeah. halfway line more than anything, but the crowd are going mad here. They believe maybe it's gone in and over the bar. They think it's gone over the bar. There's no Hawkeye uh, no, in the bar. There's no so. Hawkeye for today's game. <laughs> uh, so the game will continue through Dara Houlihan. Puck out. Dixborough look to get their hands on the ball. They can't. Well, they can this time through Tom Kenny, the midfielder. He's in a busy first half, not so much in the second half, but he has gone in long now to the Borough full forward line. Can Gaffney get his hands on it? No, he can't. Well, there is a bit of a tussle for position. He might have a chance to regain possession. He hasn't won the back come out with it um, through their right half back, Rob Malone, on the yellow card, of course, from the first half. Malone goes long, looking for Ger Malone, uh, his namesake in the forward line. But Malone can't, his, can't get his hands on it, and the Borough can look up and try and use possession again. It's that short game that we've seen. It's Fenley now, the midfielder, picking it up. Fenley looks up, maybe have a chance of goal. No, he decides to go in short, looking for Gaffney again. But a good covering um, from the one of the Vat sweeper, as such, maybe not playing in the sweeper role, but he's done well there today. And it's gone in, and there is it, maybe a half a goal scoring opportunity on here. If German Lone gets a stick on it, he has, he's found John Walsh. Walsh maybe with a chance for a second goal in the second half. He didn't, he just couldn't get it. It was a brilliant block from the recovering Dixborough defender. But another chance for, for one of the Vat to cut the deficit to a two score game. It would have been 2 12 to 2 7, but it remains an eight point game, 2 12 to 1 here at Nolan Park the Borough can they get their hands on the now this time through Bill Sheen no they can't and the Mullinavat men are looking to try and re remain with this intensity levels but Bill Sheen has regained possession he goes back out to Tom Kenny Kenny looking for a score but that is a brilliant block it's going to fall inside towards Andy Gaffney Gaffney can't get his hands on it but there is a goal scoring chance on was there a penalty they're looking for it but I think it would have been very soft so Mullinavat come out with it again this has been a, a non-stop start to the second half it must be said but it is a free out now and Mullinavat will have a chance to catch their breath and relieve the pressure a yeah. goal scoring chance there again for John Walsh um, not much you could criticise him for it was a brilliant block oh, like a brilliant block Jeremy Malone did really well to get that one handed across the square and John Walsh brilliant block and it was Evan Carroll I think the number 17 uh, that we didn't know there was changes on Evan Carroll got across a brilliant block and then down to the other end straight away another goal opportunity so it's definitely a better start to the second half certainly is Mullinavat making a game of this now something they didn't do in the first half it's a long puck out can they get their hands on it it'll be key if they can it's John Walsh again he's been busy in the second half and he's put that in and he's put it wide a big chance there from a tight angle running away from goal but a man of his calibre will be expected to put that over the bar and that just kills momentum oh, it kills momentum absolutely and you need them when you're on top you're getting a proper patch you need to make the most of it that's eight wides uh, Mullinavat have and I think it's three wides for, for the Dixborough so they need to be getting them um, on the score sheet and to keep them in the game 212 to 17 it could easily be to, to 110 you know and then there'd be only five or six in it 
Yes, there would, of course, I suppose. Uh, the terminology used these days are your percentage shots, and that yes. was a high percentage chance there <laughs> that's, that's for the John Walsh. Technical terms. Yes, yeah. I'm way, way behind the times there. <laughs> no, no, no. Big, <laughs> not at all, thank you. Big chance there for John Walsh, but it did go to the left and wide. So the game resumed through a Dara Hulan puck out. Hulan again going along with this puck out. It's changed enough from the short puck outs that were used to big advantage uh, in the first half by Dixborough. And as Mullinavan who won that long puck out, they'll probably be glad to see the ball raking down from the sky because they've won it. But oh, very strange there, whatever happened. German own miscommunication in the Mundavat forward line so the Borough can come out with it again and relieve pressure seemed to be a bit of a foul Timmy Clifford was running through there was an advantage on but yeah. Conor Everard has blown it back to take a free um, have led the advantage Robbie I think yeah. you know, he, Timmy Clifford was off on his own to number 7 there for uh, Parry Grahan uh, fouled him alright but he could have easily played, uh, played a long yeah. uh, played, played him out it would have been a point or even a sco goal scorer opportunity but yeah big chance I think Clifford was about to go mad at the ref until he yeah. realised <laughs> until he realised Gaffney's on the free so uh, a big chance nevertheless for Dixborough now uh, to get 2.13 on the scoreboard through their corner forward Andy Gaffney but and just to settle him as well the Borough are a bit unsettled by the way Mullinavac come out in the second half so this will just settle him down in a small bit certainly will Big chance now for Gaffney to get his second score of the second half. He's been really quite compared to um, his exploits in the first half. Four points from play, uh, four from freeze, and a 65 in that first half. Only one from a free in the second half. Is that his second from a free? It is, and a hun his 100% record, his excellent record, I must be said, continues. That's 11 points in total for Andy Gaffney. 213 for Dixborough, Munnavat, 1-7. It is back to a nine-point game. Long puck out from Sean Fitzpatrick as the game resumes. Brilliant catch there from the full forward, Liam Fenley. He is a really quiet first half, but he's put the ball into John Walsh again. Walsh trying to get his hands on it. He certainly seems to be the target man in this second half, and he's done well, but he can't get it this time. And Dixborough do come out with a true Evan Carroll, the substitute, number 17. Was that a frontal charge? Referee Connor Everett says no, so the game will continue. Uh, it is true, their midfielder, Evan Fenley, or uh, Brian or one Fenley I should say rather and it is a free out uh, this time for a foul on the Dixborough number 9 some heavy hits going in there Robbie from Nevada forwards they're not letting them out easy this time um, a few strong hits going in and eventually a free out but uh, Dixborough will be, will be sore if they keep this going yeah puck out there or a free from Park Mindley goes in low looking for Gaffney but again it's really good marking this time compared to what we saw in the first half from the Mundlevat full back line on Gaffney and Brian Fiennes is coming out with it that seems to be a foul so it will be a free out now from Mundlevat I suppose Taggy for people like myself that have never got to play at this level um, it's so strange to see teams be so different in the first half compared to the second half can you put your finger on it why can why have we seen such a different Mundlevat in the second half because it could be a case of too little too late come the full time whistle look not to get too deep into it I, I think it's a mental attitude uh, you know okay. it's, it could be a, a psychological thing that they came out uh, in the first half and, and maybe just you know we're just, we're just that one or two percent off and that's what happens and then half time and it's actually a very very hard thing to do to pull it around when you're one percent two percent off to actually break yourselves back into the game but it's definitely just mental attitude hunger desire and work rate and that's what we're seeing here. There's nothing flashy, there's no changes. That's what they're bringing to the second half. Certainly is. Mullinavat man John Walsh now looking to put this ball over the bar from a free. Has he done so? He has, despite the protestations of the Dixborough goalkeeper, Dara Houlihan. The umpire waves the white flag. It's another score for John Walsh. One five for him in total. All five points coming from a free and that early goal in the second half for the Mullinavat corner forward. Of course, one of minor All-Ireland with Kenny back in 2014. A sharp hook out again, but a mistouched will not be punished by the Mullinavat man as they come out with it. Again, loads of space for Dixborough, akin to what we saw in the second, in the first half. I should say Bill Sheen goes in low for Gaffney, but that's not akin to what we saw in the first half because Andy Gaffney can't get his hands on the ball. Mullinavat 
looking to come out with it now. Have they found the possession? They haven't. It is um, Old Fenley looking to get it on it, but they actually do get their hands on the ball now and they come out with it through their right half forward. That is Adam Mansfield. Mansfield, that ball's going to drop in wide again. Really disappointing from Mansfield and from Mullinavat. Darulan is quite quick with his release from the puck out and the game resumes. As I mentioned, it really is breathless at the moment. Um, questions of quality, I suppose, from both sides uh, at various stages in the game, but a really good intensity levels um, currently in this game. Brilliant catch there from the Mullinavat fullback, Tommy Edward. No opportunities for the Dixborough full forward line like we've seen in the first half. And that ball goes in long. Can John Walsh get on it? Or German only was. Uh, he can't, so Dixborough come out with it again. So a lot of play coming out here without any kind of shots on goal at the moment. Dixborough come out with it through their right half back that is um, Ollie Walsh but Walsh with a really wasteful possession a cross field pass went straight to the Mullen of Atman and he goes in looking for Malone can Malone get his hands on the ball he can't because he doesn't have his hurl in his hand he dropped it there when he was looking to gather possession but that's going to be a sideline cut on the near side here at the old stand at Nolan Park um, for Dixworth so a sideline ball out Big thing uh, change from Mullen Levat as well. Uh, Michael Malone sitting really, really deep, nearly as a sweeper, in front of that dangerous full forward line of the borough. You know, they have won six from play on the full forward line, and I think they've only scored one or two points in the second half there as well. So that's one big thing. They have number six, uh, Michael Malone, sitting right deep in front of that full forward line, knocked it in space. Only two points for Dixborough in the second half through two Andy Gaffney frees, so as Taggy mentioned there, not getting that space at all that they were afforded in the first half. But maybe they will here now through Gaffney again. He's got his hands on the ball. Can he do anything with it? He finds his opposition or his opposing corner forward. That is number 13, uh, Timmy Clifford. Or no, Harry Shine who seems to be on. He was down to start. Um, yeah, but but Shine seems to come on, missed that altogether. I didn't hear an announcement um, at all about Harry Shine being brought on from the bench, but that ball has gone in and over the bar. So it is Dixborough 2 14, Mullen Avat, uh, one goal and eight points. Didn't see how Harry Shine came on for there at all. Uh, no, he went to full forward line there. I didn't see who was going to have it wasn't announced either. So it's not just our fault. Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. No, I think everyone's a bit confused there. But Harry Shine has gone on the scoreboard, nevertheless, a first point of the game for him since he came on and it is a nine point game as I mentioned in favour of last last season or last weekend I should say uh, Shield runner up losing out to Claret Shine again I believe is getting his hands on the ball he finds Liam Moore got that goal at the end of the second half and Moore or the first half Moore's coming through again has he his eyes on goal once more he turns back out looks for a Dixborough man looks like Bill Sheen's going to get his hands on it here Sheen's going to look up have a strike he has the legs has it gone in and over the bar it has straight over the black spot from the Dixborough captain that's his first point of the game despite being having a rather eventful uh, game to say the least and it is a two digit game once again 215 to 1-8 in favour of Dixborough 51 minutes gone here at UPMC Nolan Park um, Taggy has the we mentioned there that maybe the, the comeback uh, it can start of die off and, yeah, and, and yeah. has it um, look I would say it has totally like you know obviously the Borough are not just going to sit back they're going to get their proper patch as well and their scenes will be playing and, and even get used to the way Mullinavat have hit them like that was a bit of a shock for the first 10-15 minutes the way they've hit so they've settled a little bit and they're finding the feet that little bit more and use of possession is a little bit better as well but uh, yeah just 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 get used to the intensity that Mullinavat are bringing in Mullivat still in it, but like the too much done in the first half, too much damage done, I think, in the first half right, by the Borough. Certainly. Here is the Mullivat centre forward now. Willie O'Dwyer. O'Dwyer's had a quite game by his standards, and that ball's going to drop straight in to Dara Hulan, who can look up, find his fullback, Evan Cody, who will saunter out the pitch. 
Cody goes in looking for the full forward line again and it's turned and it's Harry Shine who was fouled there by the recovering Mullinavat defender and another opportunity for Andy Gaffney uh, to wrap up his third free of the second half. Today's game of course is brought to you with Tanks Armand Tax Advisors helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st. See armandtax.ie You talk about um, keeping that intensity Robbie, uh, you know Fitness levels, of course, as well. You know that, that's going to play, play play a big part here today as well, keeping that intensity levels up. Yes, Gaffney now with a chance to slot this ball over the bar. It'll be a fifth point of the second half for Dixborough. Mullinavat, of course, winning the second half by two points, but it goes to show. And if you don't show up for the full sixty yeah. minutes, tag you really you're at nothing at yeah, this exactly, level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really made hay when the sun shined there in the first half. They certainly did. The damage was done in the first half. Similar to the game we saw last weekend, I suppose, between Ballyhill, Termox and Glenmore. Gaffney did put that free over the bar, so it's two sixteen to one eight. There'll be another substitution here now for Dixborough it'll be interesting to see who's coming on coming off is full forward Mark Nolan had a rather quite second half compared to what he'd done in the first half and coming on is number 23 and that is Chris Kavanagh Kavanagh playing out the middle of the pitch on in favour of Mark Nolan a terrible play from Dixborough or from Mundavat from the puck outs Gaffney who's got his hands on the ball after some terrible pass and Gaffney with the strike brilliant save from Fitzpatrick he's going to have a second chance and he slots it past Sean Fitzpatrick and that is game set and match here at UPMC Nolan Park in the St. Kansas Credit Union, Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship quarter final. An easy finish for a man of his standards. Andy Gaffney with the third goal for Dixborough. It's 316 to 1 8. And um, it is curtains from one of the What they've done with that puck out there, Taggy. Yeah, um, look, really that's poor. the trouble of going short. Uh, look, going short in inter county level is fine. You have standard players. But going short in club. Um, Club hurling is a dodgy thing to do, and he was just turned over. A brilliant save, it has to be said, by Tom Patrick. But uh, Gaffey just got the rebound again and stuck it to the back of the net. He did. Munnevat now really <laughs> loading that full forward line, and uh, I suppose it is kind of a desperate times cause for desperate measures. Measures, but the game seems to be up um, for them, unfortunately. And their championship campaign will be coming to an end. You would have thought, unless something truly miraculous happens here in the last five minutes at Nolan Park. Munnevat do have their hands on the ball now. Though it is Willie O'Dwyer the centre forward. O'Dwyer, what's he going to do? He's going to drop it in could be seeing a lot of this for the next 10 minutes or so if there's additional time to be included and maybe there's a chance on now there's a strike but again it's miss hit disappointing there um for the one of corner forward i believe it was german owen uh, who got a strike on that but um to no yeah, avail they're trying to play two by german owen and john welch in fairness they're showing for the ball they're, 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 they are the only threat for one of that up front yeah they really are but um I suppose, Taggy, there hasn't been a lack of application from one of that. It's just they didn't bring the intensity levels required, and ultimately you'll be punished at this level. First half, uh, Robbie, look, just just kill them. You know, it's, it's very hard to come back from a scoreline, and that's just two eleven to five points, and that's where all the damage is done. Uh, they came out, uh, hit hit them really hard, but just too much to do. And as I said, uh, the borough getting uh, that goal, you know, just kind of sucking the life out of it. And, it's kind of going through. I won't say going through the motions. Mull of that are still trying really hard, but it's going to be a very, very uphill battle. Yeah, Andy Gaffney now with his hands on the ball just got that goal. His first score from play in the second half actually one twelve in total for him. Running at the Mull of full back line, he's won a free and he's done very, very well. Um, and a free in there for Dixborough. I should just say there is the announcement currently taking place. Um, the draws for the junior and the senior semi-finals will take place immediately after this game. So make sure not to tune away from KCLR. We'll be bringing you that draw live here today. Um, it is 3.16 to 1.8, of course. The third team that will be going into that semi-final draw for the St. Canis' Credit Union Senior Hurling semi-final um, is Dixborough. They will join James Stevens, who defeated Bennett's Bridge yesterday, and league champion Tullerone, who are three-point winners over Aaron's own 
the final fourth and final quarter final will take place next weekend here at Norman Park I would have thought between Shamrocks and Clara Gaffney did put that free order there, so that's 113 for him and over in the total. Net. And over the net, it's gone down the town that's here. How, that's how the confidence is with Gaffney at the minute. <laughs> yes, uh, so 317 to 1-8 is the scoreline. 15-point game, and uh, brilliant stuff from Dixborough. A really good showing from Michael Walsh's men. There's a bit of a tussle for a scramble for possession around the middle of the pitch, but again, it's Spurrow that win it, and they come out with it through Timmy Clifford, and Clifford has a straight run in on goal now. You would have thought he's going to take his point. Will he do so? For looking for his first score of the second half, and he's not going to miss that. 1-2 for Timmy Clifford in total. 3-18 for Dick Spurrow. 1-8 for Mundavat, and... Um, as you mentioned there earlier, Taggy, it really is just about going through the motions ah, yeah, now look and seeing it out till the full time. It's game over now. Once that goal went in from Dixborough, it really kind of broke the camel's back and it kind of stemmed the tide of Mullen's uh, comeback. Uh, was it ever going to be a comeback? This is going to be very hard to do from the damage in the first half, but um, Dixborough now going to the panel, putting on a lot of, uh, lot of substitutes, uh, giving them the run out. Yeah, a lot of substitutes uh, coming on. As we see them coming on, we'll, uh, we'll let you know, of course, but Mullen's with a long hook and it was through their centre forward. Will you the warrior looking for his first score of the game? He turns and shows his class there. Brilliant score from centre forward Willie O'Dwyer. Man who, of course, trooped with Aidan Taggy Fogarty for Kilkenny um, plenty of times and has a couple of Celtic crosses to his name, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, so Willie good score. Uh, Willie's a brilliant hurler and uh, a stalwart for his own club as well. I remember poking around with Willie uh, one time. Lads used to dread it because he drilled the ball at you. You know, he can be only poking from here to the 14, but by God, he'd bury the ball at you. <laughs> you know, and he'd be stinging before training started. Yeah, unfortunately, from under the we haven't seen that at all today. He hasn't been able to get his hands on the ball a lot, but a really good score there some loose defender now from under the they've almost given up the goose I think at this stage and that's a really nice score I think it was um, Bill Sheen who maybe got that one has he gone inside yeah, he's got in full forward line I think yeah yeah so a good score there from the Dixborough captain Bill Sheen a second of the day for him Mullivat now looking to get it through to their full forward line through Jeremy Malone but there's an injury and a bad injury it must be said here on the middle of the pitch I don't know who it is there's some man down though for Dixbury he seems to be holding his collarbone and in quite some pain not sure what happened um, not sure if you've seen it there either uh, no he, but he's rolling around he's holding his shoulders you said it looks like his collarbone there but uh, he seems to be in a bit of pain alright and uh, they're, they're having a look at it, but uh, scoreline 319 to 1-9, this match is uh, certainly put to bed uh, by the Borough, and the Borough, in fairness, uh, played very well today, um, you know, as I said, the first half, I think Mullivac kind of allowed them uh, to play their own game, and they dictated the first half, and dictated the whole game, really, uh, but they're very lively, very quick on the ball, and, and I thought Mullivac myself, I, I thought they were going to hit him hard and bring him into a dogfight, but just weren't able to in the first half, and it was all about intensity levels in the second half, and there was too much to do. Yeah, Michael Walsh, the Dixborough manager, I should say, just ran onto the pitch uh, to check the man that's down. I'm not exactly sure who is down there, but Michael Walsh, um, of course, a man that we know very well here at KCLR. Not sure if he's too happy with what happened there. He is currently on the middle of the pitch, <laughs> which is yeah, rather strange to see. He's having a, a talk to... He's, he's not too happy, or does he even see it, but he's, he's having chats anyway. But he's up anyway. And the number four, actually, for the Dixborough, uh, Alan Phelan. Alan Phelan, yes. Yeah. Oh, he's... They're taking him off, I think, anyway, just to be precautionary with him. But uh, it's, he's holding his left arm, so whether it, it's a collarbone or a shot now, it's, it's hard to know. Yeah, fingers crossed he'll be fit and healthy come the weekend of the semi finals. Number 21 for Dixborough, Connor Fitzpatrick, is on, I should say. And I believe number 31, Shane Stapleton, um, a man who has done a lot over the years for Dixborough, has also come on for them. The game will resume with a free for Park Milan, uh, the left halfback 
for Dixborough. As I mentioned, captain to Kenya to the under-21. Leinster and All-Ireland titles uh, this year, so a really good season for him. And it could be capped off with a county championship victory. Dixborough supporters listening in will certainly be hoping that is the case. Um, they have both feet let's be honest about it in the semi-finals draw that will take place immediately after this game live on Casey Law it is 3.19 to 1.9 currently so 16 point gap between the sides um, we're into additional time now I should just say uh, number 21 from Mullinavat is also on that's Peter McDonald. again not quite sure who he came on for there Gaffney now getting his hands on the ball again he's hungry for another score has a kick at it this time because he couldn't get a strike at the hurl uh, so the ball will come out this time and who has that found I think it was Liam Moore Moore with the strike but it goes to the left and wide and the puck out is taken very quickly by Sean Fitzpatrick he finds Willie O'Dwyer O'Dwyer looks up who can he find can he find a man in the black and white jersey it's number 18 the substitute from Mundavat who's also on Connor Walsh and I believe Peter Davis is also on um, for Adrian Burke's men also can Walsh do anything with it he looks up, comes back out, looks to find Jer Malone. Malone gets his hand on the ball, really good stuff. He's going to have a pop at it, and that's gone in and over the bar for Jer Malone. Doubles the tally for today, a second score of the game, one the first half, one in the second half. And I suppose from Monday it's good to see them staying going. Thank you. Ah, yeah, look, staying going to the end. They're trying to manufacture a goal, and that's the hardest thing to do when you're trying to, when you have to get a goal, it never, yeah. it never it's very hard. It never comes manufactured, as I say. So, um, very hard thing to do. And like, he's outnumbered up there as well. It's just petering out, really. And it's waiting for the final whistle. Yeah, that third Andy Gaffney goal, of course, killing the game. But it's more now coming through. Um, with it, can he get his p uh, point? He can't. It drops in short to Sean Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick will come out with it. He looks for Willie O'Dwyer. Can O'Dwyer get his hands on the ball now? He looks. To, he plays a pass brilliantly. That's brilliant play from Willie O'Dwyer. But it was good recovering from the midfielder Tom Kenny there. But there was a foul in the case referee Connor Everard. So a chance from Mullinavat to get another score. Number 19 from Mullinavat is also one. That's Mikey Jones. I believe John Walsh may have gone off the pitch. No, he's not. He's coming over to take this free. Uh, not quite sure who has gone off for Mullinavat, but they're unloading the bench too uh, yeah. with the, ga the game up. I suppose for Dixborough now with the remaining minutes, there's not too long left, but for anyone that's come on or anyone that's remained on the pitch, Taggy, they want to show the management team that they should be starting come the semi-finals. Ah, that's it, absolutely. Yeah. Look, anyone that comes on wants to put their hand up for the next day. And obviously, uh, with any team, especially with the board of a big panel, there's always going to be two or three there thereabouts that maybe missed out in position, so they'd be trying to get on as much ball as they could and just say, look, I'm still here, so I can have a look at me the next day. You know, Certainly. So. Uh, that ball has gone in and over the bar from the free from John Walsh. 1-6 for him in total. Five frees, 165, and that goal in the second half. Ball continues down at the near side here, right in front of us at UPMC Nolan Park. It is Walsh that gets his hands on it. He's going to have another strike. Of it. Can he get his first score from play? It's gone in, and it has gone wide. And really, that has been the tail for Mullinavat in some ways too despite the loose defending that we've seen in the second half their shooting has been at times really really so paratagging absolutely yeah no one has I think it's 10 wides I have now for Robbie and if you look at the flip side Devora only have 4 so they've been very clinical in front of goal yeah I'm sure Michael Walsh would be very happy with that um is there much to improve on for Dixborough Taggy heading into that semi-final? What, what will they be thinking after this one? Because there wasn't much of a test, really, if we're being honest. No, look, it wasn't much of a test. I, I think, uh, look, he always tried to work on things, I suppose, and the biggest thing, maybe, that was the pressure was really on. That's when the Borough didn't uh, implement their game plan and the ball was going to the full forward line. So, I suppose, going forward for the Borough, they have to make sure that they're ready for intensity. And just as you speak, Tangy, the Conor Everard, today's match official referee, has decided that the game is indeed over. It has ended Dixborough 319, Mullinavat 111. A really good victory 
for Michael Walsh's side and the St. Canis's Credit Union um, for Kenny Senior Hurling Championship semi-final draw will take place Andy Gaffney with 113 today Taggy um, how impressive the performance was yeah, that absolutely he was totally the danger man for the, for the whole game and uh, you know, that, that scoreline himself would win many matches yes certainly um, Dixborough of course running out winners the draw now will take place with Kilkenny GA chairman Jimmy Walsh overlooking it we'll just have a listen in now to what Jimmy has to say but Taggy, I suppose, just to reflect on that game, um, we know the three teams that are in the semi-finals. Where did Dixborough stand for you? Because, as we said, it's hard to kind of reflect on that and think, yeah. that, you know, much comes out of it. Look, the lot stronger tests ahead, of course. No more than that. Uh, to be fair, to just lost it in the first half. So, look, it's hard to know, really. But th th they have a good um, score spell, which we're impressed with, you know. Liam uh, uh, Moore 1-1, one, one, Bill Sheen 2 points, Timmy Clifford 1-2, and uh, Andy Gaffney, obviously the, obviously the danger man uh, as well. So look, I, I think they're a very good side. They looked, when they, when they got physical, that's when the borough didn't play well. And that's probably the worry for them. You know, they're lovely hurlers, they walk through the lines, great stick men, but it's when it's really put up to them and the physicality, how would they cope? Because even if you look at the condition of Mullen Levat, they look a lot bigger. Uh, than the borough, that's that's maybe a, a, a side they can, they can look at. The draw is currently being made, and the first team out is Clara or Ballyhale. That game that was postponed, supposed to take place today at quarter to four, was postponed, will take place next weekend. And they will play just waiting on Jimmy Walsh to announce who they will face in the semi final. The winners of that game, of course, they'll play league champions Tullerone, who defeated Aaron's own by three points this weekend. Bet Bennis Bridge in last weekend's league decider, so they're in serious form, and that will be um, a very good semi final to say the least. Of course, that means the, the proceedings will take place here, but the second game will see James Stevens take on Dixborough in a city derby. Uh, that was the final round of the league, if I'm not mistaken, between both sides. And um, while Dixborough did win that, we're looking at a very different beast now for James Stevens. Um, Taggy, just a quick reflection on that before we get to the junior draw. Yeah, look, uh, obviously uh, a city derby, the village and uh, Dixborough, uh, it's going to be a huge game. Borough haven't been going, or uh, haven't been going well, but still they're, they're doing a quarter-final or semi-final, so... Uh, it'll be a serious game uh, Orland, you know, Dixborough obviously very good here today but uh, it's moving on to the JJ Cavan and Sons quarter final draw now I should have said of course I indicated that was a semi-final earlier um, Taggy's beloved Emeralds unfortunately yeah, losing, losing today that's to the Blacks and Whites one of the quarter finals is already known as section B quarter final between Dixborough and the village. Tullerher, of course, league champions and league finals, Pilltown are involved in this. Um, and this weekend's winners, one of which were blacks and whites. Greg Amanda yesterday with a good victory. John Locks and Winegap also. Winegap coming about 118 to 18 points victors over St. Patrick's. Jimmy Walsh now just doing the draw here. The first team out is Tullerher. Or rather, I should say, Tuller Ross Burke will play a second round winner, as will Pilltown. They were the league finals, and the remaining draw is an open draw. So the draw will be take, will take place. JJ Captain Sons, of course, kind sponsors of uh, the Kilkenny Junior Hurling Championship, and the first team out 
of the pot here at Northern Park is Tuller Ross Birkin <laughs> will take on Winegaffer. Down there, his own Winegaffer, of course. Greg Namana are the second team out. They had a very good victory yesterday. And I'm not quite sure who they are taking on just yet. Uh, Blacks and Whites. Who defeated the Emeralds today? As we mentioned more than once at this stage, they'll play John Locks, who had a one-point victory yesterday. So we're just having a recap here now at Northern Park. So the JJ Camden Sons quarter-finals. We'll see Greg Namana take on Hilltown. Tuller Ross Burkin versus Winegap. Blacks and Whites and John Locks and Dixborough versus the Village. That's the Section B one. Um, of course, that game. Dixborough with a good victory against Liz Downey yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. So the four quarterfinals, just to remind you again, Dixborough versus the Village, Tuller Ross Birkin, League Champions against Winegap. Greg Namana will take on League Runners up, Pilltown Blacks and Whites against John Locks. Taggy, what do you make of that? Yeah, look, the, the junior is very open, I think, to be fair, this year. Um, you'd be expecting Tuller to beat Winegap. Um, uh, they're league champions as well, so they're on a bit of a roll. Um, I think the standout game maybe is maybe the Pilltown and Greg the Manor. Greg the Manor are, are going very, are going very well. Uh, to be fair to them, and uh, Pilltown are a solid team as well. So that's and, and there's probably a Southern Derby there as well. So that'll be that'll be that'll be a good game, I think. But as I said, the junior, it's so open. Um, you know, if you get a run, get a bit of momentum, uh, that can go a long way in, in that uh, in that junior team. And never forget about the borough and the village as well. Them senior teams with with their second team coming in. They, they either have lads that have played senior and are kind of going back playing junior and then they have lads coming onto the senior team and they're still playing junior so it's a great mix there as well so they'll take Pete as well so look it's wide open that junior a lot of the focus I suppose um, from neutrals and supporters across the county and even beyond is on the senior side so taggy but for these clubs in particular not the village and the, and the borough but you know Tuller, Ross Burke and Winegat, Greg Naman and Pilltown, Blacks and Whites and John Locks all these teams they're so desperate to get out to the junior and it would do so much for the club not just that team but also underage setup also wouldn't it? Uh, it's massive it's massive and it's, it's, it's such a hard competition to win and I know it's a cliche every hard but the junior it's just a tough tough grade and as I said there's, there's no real favourite Tuller went down they thought to go up straight away the year after and that is just not the case but you can't beat winning Robbie and when yeah. you win uh, you go to intermediate uh, and vice versa well, intermediate go up senior it just brings a buzz to the parish you know there's more people at the matches you maybe get the better field you maybe get the better the whole buzz is different Yeah, you know so uh, winning is everything yeah, it certainly is. And just before we hand back to the studio and go across the net, watch Cullen Park for the second Carlos Senior Football Championship semi-final between Mount Leicester Rangers and Tin Ryan thrown there is at quarter to four with Brendan Hennessy and Willie Quinlan on commentary. A final word on the semi-final draw, Taggy. The final quarter-final will take place next weekend between Clare and Ballyhale, but the county champions or Clare will take on Tullerone, James Stevens versus Dixborough. Um, if, I, if you had to pick a winner from those five teams so far, um, who do you see coming out on top? Yeah. Look, you can't look past Ballyhale, really. Look, to be fair, they're, they're, they're an unbelievable team, unbelievable on paper. But look, they're going for the five in a row. That was not easy, you know, and they haven't really been tested. Tullerone won't fear Clara. They won't fear Ballyhale either. And if anything, they'll relish the challenge. I know them Tullerone boys up there. They love a challenge. And they're going well. They have solid guys on the team. And they won't fear them at all. So uh, the village in the borough, we spoke about it already uh, um, at City Derby. Um, but you, ha you have to say Ballyhale are favourites. And any of the other three or four could take a scalp. But you'd imagine Ballyhale, if they're on farm, would be hard bet. 
of course they will and a lot to look forward to uh, in the St. Canis' Credit Union Kilkenny Senior Hurling semi-finals one quarter final to play as I have mentioned between Clara and Ballyhale and then we are on to that bumper weekend of action uh, in the last four today's game between Dixborough and Mundavat finished 3.19 to 1.11 in favour of the town club and it was brought with you, to you with thanks to Ormond Tax Advisors helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st we'll be back at Nolan Park very very shortly of course in the coming weeks for a whole host of action minor finals intermediate games and the senior semi-finals taking place but until then it's back to you in studio Shane and a big thanks to Aidan Taggy Fogarty for his company today KCLR Live Sport The Kilkenny Senior Hurling Championship Quarterfinals Dixborough versus Mullinavat with thanks to Ormond Tax Advisors helping you meet the tax return deadline on October 31st see ormondtax.ie